Hello and welcome to a brand new Celiac UK podcast called 100 Things I Wish I'd Known About Being Gluten-Free. I'm Hilary Croft and I'm the Chief Executive of Celiac UK. We're an independent charity supporting people with celiac disease and for anyone who is living gluten-free. In this podcast series, we'll explore a vast array of topics ranging from living gluten-free, getting a diagnosis to celiac disease, the advancements in medical research, dining out safely, traveling abroad, and many other things. Our aim is to bring you insights, inspiring stories, expert advice to help you navigate living gluten-free with confidence. So whether you've recently been diagnosed with celiac disease, have a friend, family or loved one who has the condition, or you're just interested in learning more about the gluten-free diet, this podcast is for you. Our hosts for this series will be none other than Becky Excel and Amy Vivian. So we thought this first episode would be a great chance to have a chat with them and find out a bit more. Becky's been living gluten-free since 2013, and Amy was diagnosed with celiac disease in 2015. Hi, Becky. Hi, Amy. Hello. Hello. I'm super excited to be doing this, to be honest. It's kind of an honour, and also just doing a Christmas podcast with Celiac UK is just cool, isn't it? Oh, thank you. Yeah, we're thrilled to have you. It feels very nice. It feels very, very nice. Our little Celiac community all getting together. So for those of you who don't know, Becky's a best-selling author, blogger, food writer, who Nigella calls apparently the queen of gluten-free. I didn't know that, Becky. That's quite exciting. <laughs> and uh, Amy is a radio and TV presenter, currently hosting the afternoon show on Capital Radio, as well as a voiceover artist and influencer. Thanks so much for taking time out today to do this podcast. And as you say, we're going to be talking about all things Christmas. It's a wonderful time of year to celebrate time with loved ones. But we know it can be really, really tricky. Almost every social engagement brings some sort of anxiety because of trying to eat gluten free. And that can sort of offset the joy of, you know, what should be a really, really happy occasion. Becky and Amy, how are you planning to spend Christmas this year? For me, it's pretty awful that my answer is, I don't know. And this is the same <laughs> every single year. I just get really stressed. My mum is asking me, what are you doing for Christmas? Are you coming round? And I'm just like, I'm not sure. But for me, it depends who I go to as to what we do for Christmas. So if I go to my mum and dad's house, which we probably will, then, you know, my mum's doing lots of the cooking and she sort of really gets the sort of whole gluten-free thing. And it's really great. And I sort of just chip in a little bit. But if we go to my boyfriend's parents' house, they understand it, but they're not big in terms of cooking and stuff. So I have to end up bringing lots of food with me from home and sort of making stuff in advance, or I probably wouldn't have that much to eat, which is kind of difficult. And I'm sure lots of people can sort of relate to that quite a lot. But yeah, for me, it just sort of depends. And I always have to just remember that at this point in time, things are so much better for me now than they were like 14 years ago in terms of Christmas. It was a difficult time. It wasn't the most wonderful time of year initially, but now I think I've brought it back and wherever I go, I'm sort of looked after, which is nice. That's good. Amy, what about you? What are your plans for Christmas? Well, I'm actually spending Christmas morning in Dorset with my gran and then I'm going to drive all the way back home on Christmas Day and spend it with Steve, my husband's parents. But I basically, I'm really lucky. I spoke to all my family like very early on and keep saying, no, you've got to be careful. You've got to be careful even with Steve's parents now. So I'm really lucky in the fact that they always ask me. So when I'm at my grand's, I know she will have got me gluten-free stuff in the cupboard. She will have checked everything. She's booked a restaurant for Christmas Eve. It's a Celiac UK accredited restaurant. And when I come back, Steve's parents are like, right, what can we do? Like, can we just make it all gluten-free so we know that there's no problem? Which 
is the best thing ever because you can turn up and you're not worrying. Oh no, I can't have this or I can't have that. And if there is anything, his mum just says that you definitely can't have. It's brilliant. Sounds great. That's a nice way to be. I think I learned pretty early on. My mum was really good. Like you said, Becky, my mum was on it. She was like, right. She read all about it. She learned about cross-contamination. And so then she's helped other people understand. And she's made it so easy for people to go, it's not a big fuss. You don't have to make a big deal of it. And I don't feel embarrassed about saying, can we not do it like that? I think that's a really nice way of doing it. For me, the whole education thing is massive. And I always say to people, you know, at Christmas, I hear so many stories of people having kind of sometimes negative experiences and they're sort of like, oh, you know, my parents don't get it or my brother doesn't get it and it's really frustrating. And I always think, well, yes, they don't get it because they're not living it and they're not trying to make you have a bad Christmas. They're not horrible people who are like, right, I'm going to be Scrooge and make uh, (laughs) Becky's Christmas really bad this year. They're not doing that at all. It's just that as we all know and recognise from living it, at first, it's quite a change and it's quite tricky. So we just have to help educate them and help sort of navigate it and realise that, you know, it's not always that easy to understand. So it's just helping people understand as much as possible and get involved. That's my biggest thing is that at Christmas, if you're sort of surrounded by people who don't get it quite so much, just get involved and try and make it a positive experience and try and teach them along the way. Yeah, I think you might know my son, James, has celiac disease. So he, you know, he obviously avoids gluten. And my original plan for this year was that I'm going to have a really easy time. And I'm going to do what you're saying, Amy, I'm going to book into a Celiac UK accredited restaurant on Christmas Day and, you know, not have to worry about the catering. In fact, I've got an invite <laughs> from my cousin who, yeah, it's quite interesting because, you know, when I first used to go around to Christmas at hers, she was like really, really anxious about, you know, oh, what can James have? What can't he have? How do I manage it all? And at first, my instinct was to kind of do it for her and then I thought actually no I'm not going to do that because I want family members to know how to deal with it so now she's absolutely brilliant and there's absolutely no stress at all sometimes I might take a gluten-free panettone round or something that I know isn't so easy to get hold of or to make but she's really good about just making stuff for him so he knows he's on safe territory though he doesn't get anxious about it as well yeah because there is that fear isn't there if you're going somewhere where you don't know or a bit like oh are they going to get it but I found by just being open with my family now I hear like my cousins telling my other cousins when they're like, oh, can Amy have this? She's like, one of my cousins like, yeah, because as long as we cook it in this way and as long as we don't use the same equipment, like, so, <laughs> and I'm like, that's brilliant because like, I'm now not even speaking for myself. And like, I got married in August and they put on a hen party and they went, oh yeah, we're doing all gluten free. And like, it's brilliant. It's like, they just get it now. And if you can turn up to Christmas and it's all gluten free or they've made sure it's really safe, like that's the best, isn't it? That is an absolute dream. I was just going to say, actually, many, many years of taking little boxes of stuff around, you know, when James was young to parties and stuff. And, you know, my heart bled for him, really. It's, you know, it's so sad. And actually now being able to just turn up and know he can eat anything is, is really, yeah, makes my heart warm. Yeah, I always, for me, I try not to take things for granted these days because I'm pretty much able to eat everything when I go to people's houses because they do really sort of try the best and care and they understand so much more. But I never forget those first few Christmases where not just Christmases on Christmas Day, but also like Christmas work parties and stuff where it was sort of like, you know, I would turn up and we'd have well, we'd have a set menu sort of thing. You know what it's like. And you pick something and I'd be like, right, I'll have the turkey. And then you get there and I had sort of 
dry turkey and you know turkey's dry at the best of times no gravy you know and sometimes it would just be sort of boiled potatoes because they were like well we can't do the roast potatoes because they didn't really understand and so you'd be having sort of boiled potatoes vegetables no Yorkshire pudding everyone else has that and then for dessert you'd probably have fruit and you might have had that same fruit for the starter, like melon for, for starter, melon for dessert. And it just wasn't great. So I always think, actually, things have come such a long way. And although, you know, I still hear experiences where people sometimes do have these sort of things, things have definitely improved. You need to come to one of our work parties because <laughs> everything we have is gluten-free. <laughs> <laughs> As you can probably imagine. That's what I need. To be honest, yeah, these days I don't have a work party because I work for myself. So I'm going to ask Next for an invite time. now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Next year. <laughs> so back to Christmas. What's your favourite thing about Christmas? Do you know what? I just love all of it. Like getting the decks out. Like there's something really nice about your house being decorated for Christmas. And like with all like the little fairy lights on and I'm a big fan of stockings in the morning of Christmas Day. It's like one of my favourite things and being with all the family. And it's the one time of year that you can kind of like, I feel like you properly switch off. Like I just like the whole like festive season. Like I get into it, like really into it. Do you it. have the big lights on the front of your house? Do you have a, a, yeah, sa- yeah, a yeah. Santa sleigh across the front? Of course. Um, uh, no, the classy, by I the way. Yeah. Classy white, <laughs> like little I love it. Santa I love sleigh it. with deer, with reindeer. My other half did tell me I wasn't allowed to put them out this year. I was like, yeah, yeah. Wait and see, hon, because they're going out when you're at work one day. <laughs> Sounds fab. What about you, Becky? What's your favourite thing? I think, like Amy, my favourite thing probably is just the whole switching off. I love not getting any emails through. I love just being able to sort of embrace the Christmas period and just feel like I can almost hibernate a little bit. That's actually just a really, really nice thing to be able to do because I feel like the year is such a busy year and around Christmas time, I feel like I'm here, there and everywhere. And I think everyone's trying to sort of get every meeting in just before Christmas. So yeah, it's kind of nice just to sit back, relax, listen to some Christmas music and just watch some Christmas films and just do next to nothing. Like that's what I like about it, doing basically nothing. But I'm completely the same. I love to, you know, in our house, we always have a massive Christmas tree with all the really sort of crazy decorations, like some of the decorations I've got for my tree this year, I've got like an air fryer decoration. I've got like a pickle decoration. I've got all the random stuff. I don't go proper classic. I just go into like shops and stuff and find the most, you know, the hot dog. I quite like getting all the decorations that are like of gluten food. So I've got a croissant, I've got all these things. And I'm like, well, at least it's a gluten-free one. So it's fine. It's sometimes the bizarre things, isn't it, that you do at Christmas. I love the idea of an air fryer Christmas decoration. The slightly odd thing that I do is that every year, for some reason, my son once, I think when he was about six, I gave him a bag of tortilla chips for Christmas and he absolutely loved it. It was like the best thing he'd ever had in his life. It was like a, you know, just a stocking filler. So now I make a really big thing of it and I buy a sort of jumbo bag of obviously gluten-free tortilla chips and I wrap them up in Christmas paper and I make it a big sort of from centre. I love that. You can get those tortilla chips these days that are like colourful ones that are like in the shape of Christmas trees and stuff. So Ooh. you can actually get oh, ones I can that take are slightly it to the next more level. festive as well. <laughs> yeah, take it to that next level. That's what you got to do this time. I'll bear that in mind. I was just going to say, my tree sounds like Becky's tree, that everyone comes over, they're like, what colour are you going for? I'm like, colour? No, I just go like, I just have all different decorations. Random. 
if I go on a holiday, I get a decoration. Like it's all it's all random, and I've started putting Polaroid pictures that I take throughout the year on it as oh, well. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, really nice. I love that idea. Yeah. That's such a good idea. Yeah, it's quite cute actually. So that I mean, obviously there's lots of joy and, and happiness at Christmas, but you know sometimes things don't quite go to plan, particularly when it comes to eating gluten free. What's the worst experience you've had around your dining experience at Christmas? I think probably we kind of touched on it, but it's people not really understanding or going out. And like Becky said, you know, you go out for a work meal and they say, okay, I'll have the turkey. And it comes with like, it's literally just a bit of turkey on a plate. They're like, sorry, no gravy. And it's the driest thing ever. You think, <laughs> like, for goodness sake, like, it's not really that hard to have gravy without gluten in it. And why can't you just have potatoes that aren't deep fried? Uh, that's probably the most frustrating. But I think we touched on it earlier is like, I kind of try and see it as a positive of the more you talk to people and the more you say like is there a way you can do it or if you're a friend's house like well you can make the gravy gluten free and educate them then next year you know that that's probably not going to be a problem for you yeah so a bit by bit isn't it so I'm hearing dry, yeah. dry turkey with no gravy is a big issue or has been in the past you know yeah 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 what about you <laughs> to me it's kind of on the same sort of thing but yeah like I said like I've over the years like it's been sort of I think this will be my 14th or 15th gluten-free Christmas and I've definitely had a few at the beginning where people just didn't understand and didn't get it and they like I said they tried but they didn't get it and especially I found like my grandma and she'd buy me some chocolates at Christmas and I'd be like I'm, I'm sorry I can't eat these and she would say stuff like well I've, I bought them for you why don't you just have one why not just have one because I bought them and I'd be like well um I can't and it sort of was really frustrating and really it was really difficult because you know on Christmas you don't want to get really worked up and be like no I'm not I can't and just but she kept going at me you know just like she was just trying to be lovely but she just didn't understand it and I don't think she ever fully understood why I wasn't eating certain things but yeah I think my biggest thing is that those sort of experiences with most people in your family and your friendship groups is just a really good way of educating them and I always think like the best way is to just sort of try and get involved with stuff because Christmas is a time of year where you want to sort of all you're all getting together so rather than you know if you go around someone's house and they're cooking you know just you sit in the other room watching the telly you should just try and get involved and be in the room with them and sort of just not overseeing them too much and sort of looking over their shoulder and being like what are you doing but kind of doing that but just in a in a slightly nicer way and I think that that really really helps and one of my biggest tips that I would say that I've learned over the years is if you're around someone else's house and they've got party food for instance and they say oh you know this is gluten-free this is gluten-free just ask them in advance to keep the packaging because for me I just like to be able to double check the packaging because I've definitely had experiences where I've been around someone's house for a birthday or at Christmas time or something and they've said oh this is gluten-free and then you go and check and it's like oh actually it was just dairy-free and they're not doing it to be spiteful or nasty they just made a mistake and so I always say, you know, one of the best things to do is to just double check the packaging just to be sure, because at the end of the day, we can get frustrated at other people for like glutening us or something because we ran their house and they said this was gluten free. But we're the one who puts it into our body. We're the one who does that last step of picking up the fork, putting it in. So it's kind of on us a little bit. And it's our responsibility because we're the one who puts the food in our mouth. So just to check the packaging is a really good thing. Yeah, I think it's a really good point, actually. I mean, the, the other thing is that sometimes recipes change or I can't remember what it was, but quite recently I got something for James and I, I just assumed it was fine because he'd had something similar before and he checked the packaging. He said, Mum, I can't have this. Yeah, there is one particular supermarket which has always come through for me 
and always provided like the gluten-free cheesy stars, the baked potatoes. And I went yesterday because I thought, oh, I know what, I'm having a night in with my mum. I'll treat myself. Like we'll start with the Christmas party food, get in the spirit. And they've changed the recipes on a lot of their products. So they are now no longer gluten-free cheesy stars. And even the little potato skin said may contain, which, you know, if you've got celiac, you can't risk a may contain. And I was absolutely devastated. And I think like you said, Becky, just check the packaging. Because even if you had it last year, last year I had freezer falls because they were that good. And literally within 11 months, they're now not gluten-free. Yeah, yeah. I just can't believe it. I literally can't believe it. The amount of stuff, the amount of party food that I have seen this year in the supermarkets. And I've had so many people message me and say, oh, you know, this supermarket, they don't seem to be offering much. Because part of what I do, I always go around and do these little supermarket guides of all the stuff. So I go to every supermarket, check every single thing. And I'm just like really gutted. I'm like, what? The breaded mushrooms, they're not gluten-free. I wrote my gluten-free Christmas book with kind of this in mind, you know, making sure that there was a party food chapter. So there was lots of, you know, all that beige stuff you could have. But however much I want people to make my recipes, I know that at Christmas as well, especially with party food, you just want convenience. You just want to grab it and just be able to shove it in the oven. You know, all these party food, they make it so easy. They're like shove them all in at 200 for 20 minutes or something. Yeah. You have that on the yeah. packaging, loud and proud. And it's like, oh, for us, we've got nothing to shove in the oven for at 200 for 20 minutes because there's nothing there. I found it frustrating as well because we're not talking about them being specifically gluten-free made products. They are just their products that they're making that just so happen to be gluten-free which is great, but now they're changing that. It is frustrating because I always used to take them if I was having, you know, quite often at Christmas, you go around to your friend's house, you might do Secret Santa, your wine and cheese, that kind of thing. And mm. now it's like, oh, I can't get my favourite cheese stars. I text my friend and she's <laughs> like, you are going to be devastated. I was like, I am devastated. And I think the other challenge, and I just, I just suddenly thought about it because we're talking about this, is I think there's like a bit of a stigma. You don't want to cause a fuss. You don't want to, you know cause too much of a problem if you're eating out or if you're going to a family member's by saying, oh, do you mind if I check the packaging or can you talk me through these ingredients in a restaurant? Is it celiac safe, you know? But actually, if you think about it, why? We should be saying, are you sure? And and not really feel embarrassed by it. And I think the moment I let go of that, of, oh, I don't really want to cause a fuss and all my friends make a joke of, oh, is it gluten-free? And you go, yeah, I don't care. Let's laugh about it because you all know that I'm gluten-free and you know how serious it is to me now. And they'll ask for me sometimes. My friends are really good at Christmas. They'll check if the restaurant's got gluten-free. And if it doesn't, they'll book somewhere else. I want to talk for a few minutes just about the campaign that we're running over Christmas, which is a Christmas wish. We know that Christmas is difficult for some people and the wish that I have for Christmas and kind of ongoing is you know really to reduce the anxiety and the pressure on people eating gluten-free that actually they feel really confident and happy and reduce the stress overall Um, so that's a kind of short-term thing that I want but actually what I really want is to find a cure I want us to you know have enough money to be able to do research and to find a cure What's your wish for Christmas and going forward? Okay, so I would say that I've sort of taken this and I, I this is the one thing I was really having a think about with the whole Christmas wish campaign and stuff. And I was thinking a bit further forward beyond Christmas, like with your cure for celiac disease one. So for me, one of my absolute biggest things and something that I really want to push forward with, and I know that Celiac UK always are and doing as well, is that I've recently been doing my Christmas book tour and I get a lot of children and a lot of parents 
come on the book tour and I, I speak to them and so often they say to me like I'll, I'll get uh, an 11 year old boy who's just moved up to secondary school I'll say oh how school being gluten-free and he's like oh well we have to have hot dinners everyone has to have hot dinners that's just how it is but they don't cater for me so I have to have packed lunch and he has to sit on his own in a separate part of the hall and he eats on his own and he says like you know all the other kids they come up to me and say oh why are you sitting over there why are you doing that and I feel like when you're a kid there are so many things going on in your lives that make you feel different or a bit stressful and stuff that to sort of make children have like these negative experiences around school dinners and you know that's just one example I have other examples where you know every single day the gluten-free option is only a jacket potato that's just frustrating and like so many different situations at schools with school dinners and not just school dinners but also like I had a girl come up to me yesterday and she was saying how she really wanted to do food technology at GCSE and she was told oh you can't do food technology because you're celiac <laughs> to me, that in itself is an awful, like that statement is is just a horrendous statement. But they were like, oh, well, you could do textiles or you could do woodwork. You know, there's lots of other choices, but we can't allow you to do food tech. I'm like, well, that's just awful. That's, that's It's not OK that there are all these situations in a child's school life <laughs> that mean that just because they have celiac disease or they have to be gluten free, that wasn't their choice they are then being made to be different to everyone else. And my biggest sort of Christmas wish is that that's not the case. I don't want that to be the case for children. I want them to be able to just be like their friends. You know, when we're adults and stuff, often we're like, oh yeah, it's, it's cool to be different and it's nice to be different and embrace your the differences. And I think that's the same at all times in life, really. But when you're a kid, you do just want to fit in. And you just want to be like the other kids because you will get people saying, oh, why are you like that? And so for me, I just really want to sort of push forward and make schools a bit more aware, maybe help do some sort of teaching school. And ultimately, I just want kids to just have a really good time and not have gluten be something that affects them. And it's something that when you speak to so many children at these events that I've been doing and they tell me these things, I'm just like, it breaks my heart. My biggest thing was, you know, doing exams and being stressed and worrying about that. But they're actually worried about lunchtime. And that's just not cool, is it? No, it's not. No. And I, I mean, I, I can relate to that from, you know, the experience that James had. I mean, he was quite fortunate. The school he went to, they did actually make him gluten-free pasta, but, you know, he sort of had to go and ask for it. And there was a, quite often he just didn't want to go through that process. So he had a lot of jacket potatoes, <laughs> a lot of jacket potatoes. What about you, Amy? What's your wish? I mean, the ultimate wish is what you said, isn't it? That eventually we find some kind of cure and that none of us have to be in this situation. But I mean, short term, for me, I think it's more about raising awareness and getting quicker diagnosis for the people who are suffering. It took me 10 years to get diagnosed. I hope that things have improved and it's slightly quicker, but I cannot tell you the amount of hospital appointments, tests, operations that I went through to try and find out what was wrong with me. When the simple fact is, if they'd have just tested my blood, they probably would have seen it and picked it up. If one of those doctors within the first five years had gone, should we just test, do a blood test and check for celiac disease? And instead, it was me that went, hang on, I've had all these tests. I've realized there's some kind of symmetry here between when I eat things like Domino's after a night out at uni or Chinese and I eat bread. I was like, this doesn't make sense. Like, something's happening and started thinking about it. When I went to the doctor and said that, then he was like, oh, 
yeah, maybe we should test you. And then you have to go through the brutal process of you're not allowed to go gluten-free because you have to have gluten in your system. And I think that needs to kind of change quite drastically because especially for children, that's a lot. If you're struggling like day in, day out. And don't forget the symptoms for celiac, mine were, were gut-related and like brain fog, but they aren't just gut-related. You know, we know that in women, they can have reoccurring miscarriages, for example. There can be extreme fatigue. So all of these things that you might not necessarily, because I think a lot of people think celiac disease or gluten-free is all to do with the gut, and it might not necessarily be that. No, skin rashes, mouth ulcers, infertility, slow growth. Yeah, lots and lots of things. You're absolutely right, Amy. And yeah, 10 years, such a long time. The average is still 13, which is just terrible. And I think if there's more awareness, like by us doing this and things as well, it's easier for people to understand because there are those situations, like you said, with your nan, Becky, they don't mean to do it, all these people. I get it all the time of, go on, you could just have a little bit. Go on, why don't you, you know? And you think, well, if they really understood if you've got celiac disease, what the tiniest grain that the naked eye can't even see is actually doing internally, if they could physically see that damage or some way or understand that they would probably never think twice about asking you ever again yeah do not think i want to eat the beige party food buffet at christmas like trust me i do yes a hundred (laughs) percent the thing is celiac disease is not a lifestyle choice you know it's a exactly lifelong autoimmune condition you know and i think sometimes people forget that oh i have just thought of one more christmas wish can i please just say it (laughs) yes i wish that said supermarket bring back my gluten-free cheesy stars that's the best christmas wish i think that and just catering more and then all these supermarkets would make lots of gluten-free people's christmas wishes come true absolutely cater for everybody not just a section of your community well that's the biggest thing and for me one of the things it's like it's like with all the recipes i create i don't create recipes for gluten-free people i create recipes for everyone because like especially at christmas time i think it's a really big thing that you don't want to be cooking two separate things you've got enough people to cook for so for me everyone should be eating the same. So I don't want the special food for the gluten-free person over here and that's separate and everyone else is having this and, you know, you feel very almost isolated in a way, um, even though it's nice that you're being catered for. I think everyone should be having the same thing. And I think that goes not just in terms of recipes, but also in terms of just food in the supermarkets, which is why like, I've really liked over the years seeing that there's lots of stuff that's gluten-free and in the regular section, not just the free from aisle. Yeah. It is. Well, I want to wish you both a very happy Christmas when you get to it. And thank you so much for joining today. That wraps up our first episode of 100 Things I Wish I'd Known About Being Gluten-Free. Amy, Becky, thank you very much. I really hope that this discussion has given people some ideas and some thoughts about how to have a very happy Christmas. Yeah, I really hope so. I know Becky said it as well, but people like it's nice being able to do this because I have a lot of people come up to me or message me on Instagram and be like, oh, thanks so much, or thanks for sharing, or can you help me with this? My son's just been diagnosed, and hopefully by doing things like this and hearing us talking about it so openly, it will help some people who may be feeling a little bit anxious going into the Christmas period of like, what am I going to do, especially if it's their first year. So hopefully we've helped everyone a little bit. I hope so. Yeah, I think that people do just feel like they can often just be the only person. You know, they might be the only person in their friendship group or the only person in their family, And doing stuff like this and showing that there is really a big gluten-free community out there just makes you feel less alone. And that's my ultimate thing in everything that we do is that everyone just feels like they've got a place and we're all in this together. Yeah, absolutely. Becky, Amy, thanks. Thank you. Thank you.
So if you'd like any more information on any of the topics we've talked about today, you can visit Celiac UK at celiac.org.uk. Thanks for listening and wish you all a safe and happy, healthy Christmas. <laughs>